0: What's up, Zoo Project? We're back at it with another episode. And this time, we're reshooting a podcast with my man, Aaron. Because, what do you mean, reshooting? Well, we're. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess they don't know, huh? But we had Full tec- disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure. We had technical difficulties with the last one that we recorded like a month ago. So we're doing it again. This Aaron. is part two of the part one. Part two of it's part take one. Take two. Take two. Part, part one. one. All right. So, Aaron, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to the game.
1: Hello, Zoo Project. My name is... Okay, I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound like that. Uh, my name is Aaron Heinekel and I am a student here at Mizzou. I'm also the founder of Sky Pig Games and also lead a bit of the entrepreneur programs here at Mizzou. So, it's a quick intro to kind of what I do. Um, I could go, go further. Go to Sky Pig. That. Go to Sky Pig. So. Yeah.
2: What is it? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, so I started SkyPig back in May 2020. I had a little bit more time on my hands during quarantine. So, um, kind of was this thing where I just kind of got out of a notebook and I was trying to think of business ideas. And I had wrote down like 10 on a notebook piece of paper. And I kind of was looking at it and looking at... What one kind of fit me the most, and, and was also like one that I think had like the biggest like need. Um, drawing back from, I had this accounting class back in high school, and during that class, we played this game. It was called Stacks, S-T-A-X, and it was an interesting game. Basically, every single uh, Round of the game, which was happening kind of continuously. This is like a group game too. It was played for every single person in the um, classroom, so everyone got like their own computer to play on. Um, and it was like kind of a hosted game, like kind of like a hoot type game. And every single round, you get like four thousand dollars, and you got to invest that like wherever you want. So you had like a bunch of like different stocks you could invest in. You could invest in like an index fund. You could invest in bonds. But the interesting thing about it was, you know, it made like mundane stuff like investing in stocks, which many people think is kind of boring, into something fun for the whole entire class. Mm -hmm. And everyone, there was like a leaderboard and everything to see what investment amount everyone was at, like how much money every single person had. Um, And there was even like a bot too. Where were
2: you on the leaderboard?
1: I would win like almost every time. Oh really, are you sure? Yeah, I would literally win every single time <laughs> until people started like actually learning like the strategies that I was doing.
0: Oh. But then,
1: there was... A, I could go into this for a little bit, but I'll try not to go into this, but the main thing was it turned something kind of mundane, boring, into something fun for a lot of people all at once. Mm. So thinking back about that, I was in my notebook, and I was like, you know what? I really like Monopoly as a young age. I think... What I saw there in the accounting class was something, like, really cool and something that is very important. Making education more fun and also getting people interested in things that maybe they didn't really know that they would be interested in. Um, Something that, you know, maybe people would learn better just, like, actually doing instead of, like, learning from a teacher speaking at a smart board. So... That was kind of the beginning idea. So it was like, okay, let's make a game company all focused on a, a kind of a business-themed type of game. And that kind of turned into my first game, which was called Capitalist. And that was a deck-building entrepreneur game where basically you would start out the game with um, like limited supplies. And you would trade in that limited supplies while drawing new cards every single round to continuously build up your deck until you basically would own cards, which would be like businesses that like give you money. Um, Then there's also a stock market I put into the game. So I went all out on this game. I spent, there's countless nights, um, my first semester here at Mizzou where I'd like stay up to like 2 a.m. This is me working on like the second prototype of the game. Just working like nonstop, trying to finalize this game, make it awesome. Um, and in that time, I was participating in the Entrepreneurship Alliance program, um, which is hosted by uh, professors that you know, like Annette at uh, Mizzou. Um, and I participated in that over the semester, and finally, uh, I won that competition, won some money, seed, fun- seed funding for the company. Um, but the problem was, I, I, I kind of finalized this game, but any time I played the game with someone, they just kind of gave me kind of like, oh, it was all right. Like, kind of weird stuff like that, where I'd play with someone, and the thing was, it took, like, 30 minutes to explain the game. Mm. It took, like, an hour to play. It was not a good game whatsoever. So I was stuck in this situation where I had this idea for a company. I had a failed first product, um, and for a little bit there, I was like, this is, like, I don't know if I can continue on with this. I don't really know what to do, but eventually I decided, you know, I'm going to try again, I'm gonna go for something more mainstream. So at the time, at uh, was kind of in my high school years, like junior senior year. My friend group loved playing like cards against humanity and those types of games. You'd play it, and then everyone would have a good kick out of it. Um, so I'm like, how can I incorporate that kind of like theme of game where everyone's just kind of around, very casual game, um, something you can learn really quickly, hop right in, and then also like is not like so competitive where everyone's like screaming at each other to like figure out the rules. So then that kind of gave me the idea, okay, I'm gonna do an entrepreneurship themed, kind of a Cards Against Humanity type game. So then uh, eventually, I think it was first called like the pitch game or something like that. But that eventually turned into products, which um, I continuously kind of came up with kind of the branding behind it, which is all about like ideation, creativity, imagination. And that kind of spiraled into playing a lot of people. I got really good feedback starting out and that kind of spiraled into me Put it into the EQ pitch competition, and eventually, I guess you guys know, I just won $10,000. So, it's been hey, exciting time. Congratulations, yes, he the yes, he did.
0: Yes, he did. I kind of want to go back onto that point of um, failing on your first idea. You know, how'd you, for me, I feel like since you spent so much time and so much energy into that idea, you're very attached to it, you know? When'd you know that, like, it's time to let go? It's not going to work. I need to move on. Like, how was that transition? And and when did you realize that it's time to move on?
2: And Did you have to pick your feedback up or were you just ready to move on? Because you seemed like you went from kind of, like, almost like failure with your first game and you just seemed like you were ready to pick up a new game.
1: No, no. It was not, like, I would say it was, like, a four-month period of, like, figuring out what was next. It was, like, it was a pretty, like, downer point of, like, the whole entire business. hmm Like, <clears throat> You know, I just won $3,000, and I realized, I think, from, like, showing it off to people that it was just not ready to, like, be sold anywhere. Like, if I bought, like, a bunch of copies of it, like, it just, they would not sell whatsoever. And even if I did um, try to sell a bunch of copies, I'd have to sell, like, maybe $35, $40. It's just, just, like, very expensive Um, But I think the moment exactly when I kind of realized was when I kind of had all of the cards laid out and I had my sister actually come in the room and she was kind of looking at it and she was just kind of like, she didn't really say "Oh, it was like very cool or anything. She was just kind of like looking at it, you know, and kind of giving me like, I could kind of read. It was just like kind of like sideways compliments. Just like no one was like, oh, I want to play this right now. Where, like, you think, like, if you showed it to your family, of course, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, this
2: is great. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it, <laughs> no, it actually, wasn't genuine. Life. I see what you're saying. Yes. So that's when I kind of realized, and that was, like, a period of time where I just, like, I don't really know what to do. I could kind of go back and edit the game, but I just kind of wanted to, which I still can go back and edit the game and try to make it better. But I was like, I want to do something kind of new, something more fun then it's like okay I need to get something new but what is that and that's even bigger process it's like okay what do I do next Um, so that's even that probably was another two months of me just kind of thinking to myself like okay what are the next steps here how do I create something at least in the same vision that I had before but just different and something more um, acceptable by everyone else.
0: Hmm you know that can tie really closely with a lot of people getting married to an idea that they have you know whether that's like your major um your career choice whatever it is you know how everybody like gets very attached to that idea and then moving on is like the hardest part you know like when you realize that it's not going to work out how are you where do you go from here
1: and so especially when you put like a lot of time and effort into something like perfecting it trying to make it the best thing possible like putting a lot of Like, hours upon hours of work into something, and realize, like, you just made something that was basically a waste of your time. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of people think, oh, it's a waste of your time, but, I mean, you would think, like, would I have come up with the other idea that was actually very successful if I didn't go through all that? Would I have all the skills necessary to actually make that game a success, Mm. to understand how to make that game? Probably not, so... That's something I did find Like, yeah, I, it's a learning experience. That's what it is. Well, it's like that
0: quote that goes like, you didn't fail 99 times, you just found 99 ways that don't work. Meaning you're getting closer to finding something that works, you know? And so it's just like a part of that process of just trying over and over again until you find something that works. Very cool.
2: Talk touch a little bit about the entrepreneurship stuff you're involved in on campus. You said there are a couple different things.
1: So the first I guess and foremost things so like right when I got on campus too I was already kind of had a business so I'm like okay I kind of want to join the entrepreneurship club. So um, I emailed the advisors and uh, got a response back and like hey we're running elections so would you be interested in uh, joining in? I'm like sure. Uh, I'm like okay I want to be the vice president of community development that's what I'll run for. And Somehow, they signed me up to become the vice president. And then I was somehow elected to be vice president while as was a freshman who hasn't even stepped foot into the club whatsoever. So I'd never been to any of the meetings, and I was the vice president of this club. <laughs> That's crazy. With, basically, I was overseeing six other executive members who were seniors. So it was, like, this really interesting thing because I could see, like, all these older people who are about to graduate and their experiences and then also get to be a freshman at the same time. So it was a very interesting experience. It was like having like six like siblings almost that you would see every single week that would like give you kind of a different perspective on college and everything. So yeah, so it was about entrepreneurship, but it was also kind of about you know, meeting people, and I think that was like, especially I made good friends of Sam Dudenhofer, who was a senior there. He's now in Austin, but he was a came a good friend of mine. Um, he was the president at the time. Um, yeah, I think that was a really cool experience. Um, then I eventually became the president of the club uh, the next year, which has been really cool too. But our main focus throughout, like where we started, which actually. When we started, like my freshman year, we literally had like maybe two people showing up to our Zoom calls every single meeting. So that was like the extent of the club right there. Um, and now we've grown it into we have like 250 people in our group meeting. We have people all across Columbia who know about us, know about the club, um, and we're hosting events at really cool places like we went to. Aircraft facility over the semester. We went to log boat, a brewery. Um, we've met really cool people around Columbia, like someone who owned like a pinball company. It was that's just cool. very interesting thing. Like, and when you interact with those people over and over and over again, I think that's like the probably the most important thing about the club is like we bring in really interesting people who've really done well in their life, and you're just like, wait well not like wait that person did it. I it, like as in like they're like a bad person or something or they're not like capable it's like wait there's a normal person like me it's just like an everyday person like they're not like this like you know you have this like idea of what this like successful person looks like all suit and tie and everything but usually they come in with like sweatpants and like a t-shirt or like a polo and they're just like a casual person just having fun with life and I think that's Something you really get out of it that they're all, like, everyone who, like, runs the world are just, like, normal people like you and me. Um, So that was, like, one, like, the club aspect. Uh, Then being the vice president and president of the club gave me opportunities where uh, when, you know, people are like, hey, we want to create a new program here. Who are the people they're going to go to? They're probably going to go to the people who are the president and vice president of the club. So I um, was lucky to get the opportunity to, like, hey, we want to start the social entrepreneurship program called for, well, I eventually called it for IMPACT, but we want to start a social entrepreneurship program here on campus. Um, Sam, Aaron, do you think you can do this? we like, okay, we'll try it out. It wasn't, like, this big, like, moment where, like, okay, uh, let's do this. It was, like, kind of, like, hey, this is kind of an idea, social entrepreneurship program. Can you guys execute? We're like, hey, we'll try. So, I think started like November, October of 2020 uh, we got some other students together which one of the, like, one of the students now just founded a company valued over a million dollars so that's kind of cool too wow. like, it was a very like cool group of people um and kind of from start to finish we kind of figured out okay what do we want this program to be about what um uh, do we want it to be like Uh, We basically ended up like, okay, it's going to be a social entrepreneurship program in the month of April where any student here at Mizzou can come up with an idea and have the resources necessary to at least have a pitchable idea by the end of the month. So, you know, think, you know, you have someone from any of the schools, how do they have, how can they who may not even know anything about like business or that type of aspect of stuff, um, understand enough where they can pitch a panel of judges, why their idea is worthy of uh, funding and uh, able to be executed on. So um, that was the idea. And what we did was we uh, found some speakers. We actually with the help of uh, the director of the economic development uh, department, uh, we're able to have the founder of Build-A-Bear speak on our kickoff event, so that was a really cool like uh, start to it, um, kickoff to the whole entire program, where someone you know who um, created something that's you know known to every single family here in the United States as Build-A-Bear speak to us, and who's also done a lot of philanthrop philanth <laughs> work here in uh, St. Louis, um, but I mean another big thing, a big decision we had to make in the program. I know I'm kind of rambling on about this program, but I've been thinking about it a lot because it's actually going on right now. Mm. Um, so we're actually gonna pick our top ten going into the kind of like the Shark Tank style pitch competition um, by the end of the week, which is really cool. Um, I kind of
0: want to touch a little bit on CEO real quick, so yeah. that everybody knows. Um, CEO is an entrepreneurship program at Mizzou, or <laughs> a club that we have. And so, it's I've I've met a lot of people that that want to do. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Isabel's dying in the background. She's <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm getting a cold. <coughs> Alright,
0: I'm you good. You good? Yeah. Alright, <laughs> um. So CEO, um, I've met a lot of people. That want to do entrepreneurship in their future. That want to do it right now, but they don't know where to start. And I feel like a lot of people are missing out on like this great opportunity to be a part of this great club with like-minded individuals <coughs> who are trying to. <laughs> are you good? <laughs> yeah. <Are> you sure?
2: <coughs> that time I went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> I'm having a great day. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you alright? Yeah. I'm good. All right, well, yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody to check out CEO and and really see if it's for you. I mean, you don't have to have an idea. You don't have to have a business. It's just if if you're driven and you want to be a part of something bigger, I say definitely check it out. Would you echo anything else
1: with that, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, the whole club, it's not like, oh, just business students. It's people allowed across all of the colleges who are interested in maybe entrepreneurship or – just are driven individuals who want to, you know, meet people who are also driven as well. Um, I think maybe the coolest thing about it is that, like, we'll, like, let you know, like, every single opportunity possible here at the zoo if you want to start something Hmm. or if you want to meet cool people. Like, the thing about, like, CEO and how it's been growing is that, you know, it's almost become a channel for like opportunities for students and like you know who want to do something cool like um all like the programs that mizzou offers we make sure to notify everyone about um like eq pitch competition um the reynolds journalism institute pitch competition
2: really I'm sorry uh, that was interesting to me because I honestly I didn't even know about some of this stuff even being in the J school so that's cool that you guys like keep track of everything across all different colleges.
1: Yeah so we try to keep track of everything we have you know an advisor who kind of at least we have kind of beginning of the year we had a kind of a round table where we just brought every single person had anything to do with any entrepreneurship programs and put them in all in a room and' we're like okay, what do we have for students this year but make a big list of it. And then let's make sure we tell everyone about it. And that's really what the big group me has been growing into. It's just like, it's this channel where we can tell students of really cool things that they can participate in. And of course, hosting like cool events where people can just like get together and um, meet new people.
0: Well, there you have it with CEO. Um, I kind of want to shift the convo a little bit into... Um... Your why? Like, why do you do what you do? What, what drives you? What's Why do you have a passion for entrepreneurship? And what are your future plans?
1: So I've kind of taken more of a... How do you put it? Philosophical? Hmm. Like, way of looking at things. That, like, driven by kind of a way of thinking about the world. Okay. Rather than like um looking for something in return so i'm not really chasing the money anymore i'm chasing more of like it being the right thing to do if that makes sense
0: the right thing to do and how do you know if something is the right thing to do
1: that's the essence of philosophy so okay so it's my way of thinking of the world that has kind of put me into a position where this is what I'm going to be continuing to do because it's I feel in my heart that it's the right thing to do. Okay, I see. So, at least breaking it down, even like getting kind of even deeper, um, you look, okay, there's basically one fundamental decision um, every person has to make, and that is um, either to do or not to do. <laughs> to do or not to do. Okay. Right? To live or to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you make a decision, okay, I want to live, right? All right. Okay, then that branches off to, I see, a bunch of other decisions where, like, okay, if everyone's making a decision to live, then, okay, that means we're trying to create an optimal society where everyone is living, right, and everyone is uh, healthy, everyone is well, Um and to create a society like that, there has to be people in it that are trying their best to create the most optimal uh, society possible. I mean, like when you think of, like humans in general, like what we like, essentially do over and over again is we make things better. That's like fundamentally what humans are. We're like, okay, we have a stone pickaxe now. How do we make this better? It keeps breaking on me. Okay, let's. Okay, now I have uh, a sword here. How can I make this better? Okay, now I have a gun. I don't know, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Fundamentally, like, humans mm-hmm. are, want to make things better over time. Um, so you kind of think in your head, okay, if this is what human beings are, this is what I am, um, then why would I do anything other than that?
0: Okay, that makes sense. But whenever you think of it in the sense of, let's say you're struggling, okay. Let's say the world's being down on you. Every idea that you seem to try keeps failing. Is it still about society and the fact that you have to bring something to the table, or is there something more that drives you? Like I refuse to fail, or I can't fail, or something that drives that passion. Does that make sense?
1: Do you like about red more? Like, is it like
0: um like. Because I feel like whenever um, when I think of it, whenever, I, whenever we're doing a lot of things like, hey, I have to bring something to the table because I'm human, you know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about that philosoph- uh, philosophical aspect of it. But whenever you're beat, you're beat down to the ground and you're failing, you know what I'm saying? Like what gets you out of the mud? What, what thought is like, oh, I can't fail because I have to do this or I can't fail because of this? Like, is there a certain drive? Does that make sense now?
1: Um, I don't, I, there's times where I, like, want to quit, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like there are times where, I, like, this is awesome, this is exactly, like, when you're working hard, you're working hard, and it's exhausting, um, but I think at the end of the day, you have to realize, like, going back to the philosophy, it's like, I believe I'm doing the right thing by trying to do something cool, I think that's part of it, too, like, you know, Look at two ways to live. You can do one way where it's like boring and not doing what I love and maybe just going through life, not even trying to do what I actually like enjoy doing or what I'm passionate about or what I think is right. Or I could take the other option, which is, okay, I'm going to do what I think is right. I'm going to do what I like to do. I'm going to do what I think is needed in society today. So there's two options there, and you could choose either or, and I would choose the other one, even though it might be the harder option. I feel like that is what gives people fulfillment. That's what drives people mm. when they realize, you know, they're actually doing something like worthy, that they're doing something meaningful, uh, and doing something that they actually believe uh, is helping society, helping others. Um, and I think that is what kind of you know you can't get, ignore that fact. You know what I mean? You could get beaten down. You could like fail over and over, but that fact is always going to remain. You know, you have that choice at the end of the day. You could not do, or you could do. So
0: and you choose to do. Choose to do. There we go. Are you guys. just kind of
2: asking him about his why?
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I see I see where he's coming from. You know, I yeah. see I see what his why is. And I think that's so cool in itself, like seeing the different reasons why people do what they do. And then yet it comes to like, it all comes together to make this society and run everything, you know? So,
2: Do you think people that are working for like a better in- impact, like beyond them, do you think people that are working for something outside of them are more motivated? Or do you think people... Do you you know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) Like, so, like, trying to better something in society? Or is it more of, like, a personal,
1: like... I think at the end of the day, I think there's no, like... You can't, like, quantify that. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't say, like, okay, someone working for a Ferrari at the end of the day may work hella hard. They may really want it. But I think if you're looking at, like, long-term, like, long-term, I think, at least people who are driven with philosophy and way of thinking about the world when it's like about more than just like material things, I think that's when they just will never really stop hmm. doing because it's like there's no limit. There's no limit. Keeps there's going. never there's never a goal that stops. And okay. Like I I think goal setting is important, like hey I wanna get here, I wanna get there. Um I, I think that's important. But people get too caught up in the goal because what happens after you finish the goal it's like okay the goal is done now what but do
0: you believe in setting a goal that will never really be reached like i think of myself like when i think i want to be successful let's say that's the goal um i could be like there's a lot of success that happens within that bigger I wanna be successful. Well, you know what I'm saying? Depends
1: on what you mean by successful. Exactly. There's, there's there's, you smaller goals leading I'm saying? up
2: to your bigger why.
1: Yeah, I was just saying, like, I think society has it one way. Like success is this. You know, once you get this, you are successful. Mm. But I don't think it's I think success is a constant thing that you're always gonna be like thriving for. Like, I agree, yes. It's like that's something you can achieve. I think it you're successful because you are standing up for what is right and doing what is right. I think that's like what success is. And I think successful people have stood up for what is right over the course of their life. If you look at like successful people, I mean, I mean, of course there's like,
0: I mean, what is right to them? It could be different for everybody. So
1: hundred percent, you know? And I think there's like a weird way of like, like how we've defined success. And I think there's a lot of different ways to define success, but like, One way you need to find success is like, okay, if you're over $5 million, okay, now you're successful. Like, no, you Mm. know, there could be someone with no money who is completely successful with, you know, raising an awesome family, you know, working a nine to five and they don't, they don't need anything more. They don't need to have, you know, the flashy cars and the yacht. Are they not successful? I think they're. just I agree. I
0: think. I think they're. I mean, if they feel that
1: they're successful, I think it's personal. You know. Yeah. Um. And I think that and it goes back to kind of, kind of philosophy. Like it's kind of just your way of thinking about. Um, what is success to you? And then trying to go out there and actually achieve that. Um, I think the problem is when you know what you think is success, and then you're not actually going after it. Mm. So it's like, that's when people kind of get into this state, like, oh, like, I'm not being who I actually want to be. I'm not being the person who I could be. And that's when, at the end of the people's life, they're like, kind of filled with regret. They're like, no, this is a person I could have been. This is what I could have been. This is what I knew was right. But I chose over and over again to do the opposite of that. So... Well, I mean, you can get into kind of religion there, too. I mean, every single religion has their own kind of objective kind of view on things. Like, okay, this is what success looks like. This is what is right and wrong. Um, But, you know, we live in a society where there's not really a conformed version of what that actually is. So I think it's kind of personal in some sense.
2: I feel like others can also tell when you're successful if you carry yourself that way. Like there, other people might not see your version of success, but if if you carry yourself as successful, then they will. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think I think it's all really cool to think about. Well, because even people that like you know, there's a lot of people that kind of go about their regular day, like very ordinary. They just want to sit on the couch and chill and all that, which is all good. I think if that's what you, because um... there's like there's a question of. Does it bring you fulfillment, or is it easy? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a lot of people that take that easy route, thinking that it's fulfilling, but then you get into this constant cycle of like, um, like you're missing something, or like, man, what am I doing with my life, or something like that, because it's not, it's I not feel really like you're fulfilling. Not doing enough. Exactly. Yeah, it's not really fulfilling. Like, oh, it's chill. You're not putting a lot of effort in. You're, you're just watching TV. Like everything's cool. No stress. You know. Cause again like no stress is good but then i beg like i is it is it good to not have any stress you know because y- you should be i think as an individual we should be trying to better ourselves every day you know and whatever that looks like for each person is going to be different and so just like challenging yourself every day i really like
1: yes theories idea of this have you guys watched that youtube channel yes theories what is that? yes theory no so what they do is like their like motto is um Uncomfortability. So, how do you every single day seek discomfort in some way? And I think that comes to the thing like, how can you as a person challenge yourself every day to become a more limitless individual, become more um, close to what you could be, right? Reaching your potential. I think that's what. Seeking discomfort is all about. Kind of what you were talking mm-hmm. about. It was like, okay, you could choose easy route or hard route, but then people are like, hey, I'm kind of missing something. You know, it's like living without regrets. You I know, mean, you can say stupid stuff like, you know, you, if you're a piggy eater, you haven't had, like, salad your whole life, Yeah, you know, seek discomfort. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> eat the salad. <laughs> maybe it'll be good. Yeah. And then you, maybe you'll have, you know, a good experience. I don't, you know, it's like, that's like a stupid example but you know it's it's about the process it's not about the end result
2: like taking risks
1: and if you adopt that mindset of taking risks it's like then um, it's like you're not like looking for it to end up a certain way it's like i'm just doing this because taking risk is part of you know who i am and what i think is the right thing to do and now who cares if i fail because i know taking risk is something i don't know if taking risk is part of that but i mean you can't really i think you look at people like elon musk who like Those are like risk takers, you know what I mean? And those are the people who really go really far and not really care about like failure and stuff.
0: I don't think it's it's that they don't care about their failure. I think it's that like because like every they're They're not not afraid afraid of of it, it, exactly.
1: The thing about like risk too, it's like you would make educated risk. Like if I would have went all in on that first game, just like, okay, I know this is shitty, but you know i'm going to just buy a bunch of games and see what happens like that would have been a really bad decision
0: Both that's things. yeah that's that's knowing when to stop you know what i'm saying it's, that's hard i i've put in a lot of effort into what i'm doing on the side as well and like i'm trying to go in with the mindset like hey i'm going to go into this and if it fails it fails and if it works it works but i say that you know and then i start thinking about like if it did fail, am I ready to let go? Am I ready to lose all this money? Am I ready for all this time that I spent to just like... I mean, it feels like it's going to waste because I don't have that next idea yet, you know? And so maybe I'll appreciate it when I have that next idea. But right now, it's looking a little a little scary. Uh,
1: and I will say there's problems with my mindset too. Like, I never have like a point where it's like, it's over, Like I'm finished, I did it. Like, well, I just won like all that money and it's still like... A constant, like, okay, now to the next thing. Like, now I have to, I have to keep going. Mm. That's always, like oh, I got the next thing. I think there that's more.
2: a good thing, though, is that you're not just, like, fulfilled by one thing. You're like, okay, I did this, now it's next. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you were just happy with, okay, I got my $10,000, then you wouldn't get anywhere.
0: But then you have to go along with content, though, you know? Because then you'll never be satisfied, you know? Which is good, in a sense. Like...
2: I feel like you have to be able to appreciate your smaller goals, but not just stop where you're at.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think that's something I need to work on, being more (laughs) appreciative of, like, stuff I've done. Mm. Maybe I'm a bit, like, hard on myself, like... Really? So
2: how'd you feel after the EQ pitch? Like, what were your exact thoughts?
1: I was already thinking about next steps.
2: (laughs) You're like, okay, cool, moving on. No, I spent,
1: like, literally hour and 30 minutes in silence so, like i mean i was, of course i was talking to people but like in my head like i, I had a dinner with my like, mom came down and with my sister and uh, my roommate we all kind of had dinner at uh, Lost margs and i literally for the whole dinner i was quiet just completely silent because i was thinking exactly my next steps and what i was going to do next
2: did anybody notice yeah everyone was like,
1: like, Aaron, like are you okay I'm like, yeah I'm okay I was just like processing first and foremost because it was kind of a shocking event. I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this just happened to me," and like second, it was like, "Okay, now I just want now how do I execute correctly," which, you know, maybe I should have. I did take some time. I did have a party afterwards, so I did have some fun. But it's like, maybe I should have taken more time to like really soak it in. Like, hey, I did this really cool thing. I uh, worked really hard to get to this point. She gave myself more of a pat on the back, but, like, I'm already kind of in the mode where, okay, how do I use this money effectively to buy games and what number of games, what are the logistics going to look like, bringing the games here, like, I don't know, kind of interesting, just, you know, it's maybe why some, like, goal-setting philosophy is maybe a better way to, go about things, like, because then, like, I have that hurrah moment, like, I did it. You can have that moment where you're crossing it off your task list, you know. And then yeah. what's
0: next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question for both of y'all, and okay. this question is: What's the best advice that you've ever been given? <laughs> um. Think about this. I want it to be good. I want it to be personal. I probably want it... from my dad. Okay.
2: I told you about the top five things, right? <clears throat> my dad tells me to. Write down five things every day and get those done. Like mm-hmm. no questions asked, you always get them done. It let's say something comes up because you know things will come up, and if you don't get it done, then you have to move it on to the next day. But that way, you always get your top five things done. Th- then you can feel feel like fulfilled by the day. So then you can after your t- five things are done, you can just move on with your day and like rest. So then you prioritize like getting your tasks done, but also resting and getting ready for the next day. I think my second most favorite thing my dad's ever told me was you you can't fix stupid. <laughs> I don't know why that's always just stuck with me. So that one cracks me up too. Um
1: I don't I will say one of the, like advice I, I really enjoy. Okay. Which was like part of like Apple's like think different campaign. Like it was about how like change makers, um, decision makers, the people who, you know, innovate and create industries and do something, like, really cool. They don't think like everyone else. They don't try to be like everyone else. They're okay being the outcast, being the different from everyone else. They're okay with being weird, being unique. And I think that kind of always stood out to me, like, Okay, if you want to do something you know, unique, something impactful, um, you have to think different. You can't think like the rest of the people. You have to really think critically about everything. You have to really think, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why is everyone else doing what they're doing? You can't just go with the full. You can't just go with like what society says. This is how you should live. This is how it's supposed to go. And I think that's always something that's stood with me like, okay, if I want to do something cool, if I want to be different, you got to think different. Man,
0: that that actually kind of hit, which is, I, I agree, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to, like, you can't just follow, like, the pack. You know what I'm saying? Because then, it's like, where, where are you going to end up? You have to kind of do your own thing and take maybe a left turn if everybody's taking a right turn and see where that leads you. And so I think that ties into that whole, like, you live or die and then what do you do from there and then what do you do from there that whole philosophy that you brought up i think that's really cool well um is this uh it looks like we're gonna have to wrap it up right here y'all um had a great time talking to aaron and learn a lot of stuff Uh, thank you for coming uh, for a part Two or take two of part one. Yes, sir. <laughs> take two. Of part yeah, this is one.
2: only part one. We'll probably be back with more updates from Sky Pig for sure.
0: Hundred um, percent. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course, it was a pleasure, bro. Have a good one. Hey, thank you guys for listening.
1: Thanks, guys.
2: Peace.